1: Hello, and welcome to In the Limelight, Vanity Fair's entertainment and pop culture podcast. I'm Josh Duboff, Vanity Fair senior writer, and I'm here with Julie Miller, Vanity Fair senior Hollywood writer.
0: On In the Limelight, we analyze the ins and outs of pop culture, entertainment, and celebrity from the past week, from the Kardashians to Kate Middleton and everything in between.
1: On this week's episode, we will discuss some surprising revelations from Prince Harry, And an earth-shattering poll offered up by one Kim Kardashian.
0: We'll also check in with our fave celebrity mom, Tina Knowles. Uh, We'll also see what Brad Pitt is up to. And we have an update regarding our new favorite royal.
1: And we're going to start with Prince Harry. When We focus a lot on Meghan. I feel like we don't always get into Harry's psyche, so... We got, we got some interesting sort of insight into what the prince is thinking about in this kind of bonkers interview, which someone sent me, I think, at the end of last week, and my first thought, it was a Newsweek article, so it's a reputable, you know, source, uh, but my first thought, reading the very beginning, in which the reporter explains that she was given, like, a year's worth of access to Prince Harry, it's, it's never specified exactly how many one-on-one interviews she's getting with him, but... I was like, this can't be real. This must be some sort of, uh, you know, fake. Or I, I don't know. It just it didn't seem possible to me that he would give anyone that much access or that the palace would allow something like this to go on because she got some really good stuff from him. And I feel as though there was a lot that kind of hinted at re- stuff with Megan that didn't quite get into it, but sort of made it clear that, well, I don't know. Let's let's get into some of these passages, because there's a lot, Julie, to work on.
0: I know. Uh, well, because Prince, get into. Prince Harry got very real with this interviewer, kind of talking about how royal life doesn't really interest him that much.
1: At the very beginning of this interview, they set forth that he says on several occasions that he aches to be something other than Prince Harry, So this is super emo. Oh my gosh, and And did
0: the journalist describe at any point like where they were when they were talking? Because him saying he aches to be something other than Prince Harry, that feels like a 1 a.m. at the bar sort of comment.
1: For the best part of the past year, Newsweek was given generous access to follow Prince Harry as he went about his royal duties. I went to speak with him one-on-one at Kensington Palace, where he lives in a two-bedroom cottage on the central London grounds. While his brother and his wife Kate, as if you like wouldn't know her right. name, have a have a twenty two room apartment in the palace. Kind of interesting that they're drawing the like subtle distinction there between his two bedroom cottage and their twenty two room apartment. I
0: know they're kind of making it seem like he's slumming it in this like in
1: his two bedroom cottage, bachelor, which must be the most glam right. two bedroom cottage you've ever seen kind of surprising he only has a two bedroom situation though no
0: right i would have appreciated a little more detail though about his furnishing <laughs> his like aesthetic style i picture him having ikea things that he put together after reading this i feel do like do you think he, it he was do out. you think
1: it was off limits i wonder what the ground there must have been some crazy ground rules about what she was allowed to right this writer in the article or not
0: right she signed her life away in some sort of agreement beforehand
1: Oh yeah, when we meet Harry wearing an open necked ice blue shirt, brown chinos, and gray suede shoes shoes leaps out of his armchair to greet me. So this journalist was greeted very warmly. He leaps out of his armchair to greet her. Also, the description of these the open necked ice blue shirt, <laughs> it's kind of chilling.
0: Right. This writer's a woman, right?
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean... That's my favorite thing, reading profiles and figuring out, like, who the writer is, like, without reading the byline first.
1: Though I feel like he'd also equally embrace some sort of, you know, Smirnoff... What do you call it? The icing... Bros, icing, bros thing. (laughs) Right. Like, I could also see him getting equally into that vibe. So she has this sit-down one-on-one thing, which eventually gets to a place where he's confessing he would rather be some... Or he sometimes he wants to be something other than Prince Harry then i loved this quote i sometimes still feel i'm living in a fit in a goldfish bowl but i now manage it better i still have a naughty streak too which i enjoy and is how i relate to those individuals who have got themselves into trouble
2: i feel like i took that out of
1: context right is he (laughs) like
0: speaking at prisons what is he talking (laughs) about
1: just, do you like where i just I, I tear these quotes out to make them extra salacious where i have no idea what came before that Ooh, right <laughs>
0: it sounds like he considers himself like the johnny cash of royals or something okay but
1: all we have to focus on is i still have a naughty streak too don't you love that julie
0: well he does have a naughty streak i do i do like that though
1: because i feel like we've said many times over the past year when all this megan stuff has really blown up that You know, there was that report that he didn't drink that much at Pippa's wedding to, (laughs) quote-unquote, impress (laughs) Megan. And in general, I feel as though he's toned it down. He's focused more on his charity appearances. So the idea that he's even referencing this naughty streak, I feel, is a sign that, you know, the Harry we, you know, know from his Las Vegas pictures and other exploits uh, is not completely gone.
0: And I feel like he's definitely been in therapy because he... he is self-aware enough to like reference the naughty streak but then he also sees the plus in it i can see the therapist like trying to tell harry like well you know think how you can use this for good after that whole Vegas incident
1: i do feel like you're right a lot of these quotes read um uh almost as though he has talked through some of these concepts with someone whether it be a therapist or someone else
0: i want to imagine that all of his therapy sessions happen at that picnic table remember where <laughs> he kate and william met up to talk about like mental health issues
1: maybe kate's the therapist maybe she just functions as that role couldn't i feel like i would tell her anything so you know um what do you think of this can you read this shopping quote because that's also my other favorite
0: okay i do my own shopping sometimes when i come home Oh my gosh, I I haven't read this article, I've been waiting it's for getting, this. It
1: gets dark, it gets dark.
0: Sometimes when I come away from the meat counter in my local <laughs> supermarket, I worry someone will snap me with their phone, but I'm determined to have a relatively normal life, and I've, I am lucky enough to have children. Whoa. And if I am lucky enough <laughs> to have children, they can have one too. He pauses then adds... Even if I was king, I would do my own shopping. There is a lot to unpack
1: here. I I feel this is such a crazy... This is where I thought that this must be the journalist... I do not think the journalist faked quotes. I'm not accusing her. But just the idea that he would say something This, I mean, relatively personal for a royal, especially just to in any way even hint at wanting a normal life, I find kind of renegade... The queen would never say anything of this nature. Do
0: people still call it like a meat counter in my local supermarket? Like it also feels to me like he's describing a grocery store as he's seen it in like a Diane Lane movie. (laughs)
1: i love that dialing in on that because that actually did read super weird too the meat counter maybe maybe it's like
0: a british thing right
1: that also makes it feel a little fake to me it's like i don't know something's just off
0: but it does Um, it does line up with my expectation of where prince harry like which aisle he would spend the most time in at a grocery store like i can see him logging logging some he's he's
1: going right to the the, roast beef yeah getting some steaks Yeah, you know he's just getting steaks and no vegetables. And then Megan has to say, like, did you remember the, you know, spinach?
0: Right. Like, I want this journalist to ask a follow-up question, like, how much is a gallon of milk these (laughs) days? So we can verify whether or not he's actually stepped inside a grocery store. Because where are these snaps? Like, I'm kind (laughs) of angry at all the fellow shoppers. There's no evidence of this, this ever taking place.
1: And you really did give the proper weight to the phrasing here, which I found kind of intense as well. And I, if I am lucky enough to have children, and I feel like Megan circled that passage with a red highlighter when she <laughs> got to it <laughs> for two reasons, too, which is she loves food shopping. We know from her famous Whole Foods bag. Girl loves um,
0: shopping.
1: So I think she's thinking like, if he's king, I'm doing the shopping, not him. <laughs>
0: Right. Why haven't Uh, we seen them shopping together? Has Megan been there? I don't know. Like, which grocery store? Because I was there. He. I don't think he shops at that Whole Foods. It was a very big Whole Foods. There would be a lot. Yeah.
1: When you when you were channeling Harry, there did you could you imagine him at the quote unquote meat counter? Did you check out this meat counter? We need any of our London listeners, let us know what the Whole Foods meat counter at Kensington Palace is all about and if you've seen Harry there.
0: I spent the bulk of my time around the like rose section and then kind of left.
1: We're we're learning so much about both Prince Harry and Julie through this is a great way to learn what where in the supermarket are you do you gravitate toward? Julie's all about the rose ice, you know, freezer aisle. Harry's just where the meat's at. (laughs) Megan, I think, is in the potpourri sort of, you know, arranged flower arrangement area.
0: Right. Those candles. She...
1: (laughs) Yeah. She loves a tablescape and she loves putting together the whole look of the dinner. (laughs) Right. There's so much to unpack in this article. This is really the gift that keeps giving. One person close to the prince says Harry is not rushing to get things done royal speak for proposing that's the writer uh they obviously get on very well and have a lot in common but they have not known each other that long they need to find out if they can have an ordinary relationship within a very unusual setting i don't think anything will happen until the end of the year and oh,
0: i love josh's note after this it's all <laughs> caps and bold um megan is not going to be thrilled about this
1: I just feel because... Okay, here's my thinking, and tell me if you agree. So this Newsweek article, clearly the palace was willing to give a lot of access. He was going to talk about all kinds of topics. Presumably this source who's giving this one person close to the prince is someone that the palace sanctioned. So you have to assume, at least, because this is such a, you know... They worked with the palace on this article. So to me, whoever was the source then who's going to talk about Harry and Meghan, because obviously Harry can't give this quote himself, was kind of speaking for Harry here. I agree. I feel like this carries much more weight than when you read in some random Daily Mail article, you know, a source says they might not get married to the end of the year. This seems to me like the official statement on it. Right, um, but at
0: the same time, like they went to Norway together to see the, was it Norway? Right, well, that's what
1: that's what I'm saying in all caps, Julie. <laughs> Megan is not going to be thrilled about this. She thinks this is going to happen any minute. Now she's reading this Newsweek article and seeing, oh, they need to see if they can have an ordinary relationship within a very unusual setting. She's like, what? What? Like, what unusual setting? You know, texting screenshots to her girlfriends. Like, I do not... You're, I don't think this is good.
0: You know she has a standing manicure appointment like every <laughs> six days so that her nails are always on point just in case he pops the Can question. Can you imagine if
1: you were dating prince harry or anyone and you had to find out from a a newsweek article a person close to your boyfriend to figure out like where you stand relationship wise because i feel like this is too awkward of a convo for them to actually have person to person
0: but you know on the flip side it's nice to know where he is without having to have that conversation
1: (laughs) that's true i guess it makes it it kind of gets rid of some of the uncertainties and you can just read it written from a source close to your boyfriend I, I just it and also maybe it's
0: perfect for Harry because Harry didn't say that. like if she gets really angry, he can say, I had no control over that. I don't know who the source was.
1: Yeah, I don't know who this person close to me is who says I'm not rushing to get things done, which is also such weird verbiage for this. We should always add the caveat maybe Megan is thrilled with her current situation and in no rush to be engaged even um, though she
0: shut down that dig so fast. <laughs>
1: And her Instagram account. So we're back to Harry talking. This is no longer the deployed Meghan kind of person close to him. We are involved in modernizing the British monarchy. We are not doing this for ourselves, but for the greater good of the people. Is there any one of the royal family who wants to be king or queen? I don't think so. (laughs) But do you like my intonation? I love that line reading. (laughs) I don't think so. But we will carry out our duties at the right time.
0: Josh's cap comment is the queen is cool with this (laughs) exclamation point question mark.
1: I cannot imagine King William even coming close to saying anything like this. I guess Harry can kind of get away with it because he's in no danger of becoming the king. He's fifth in line. George is above him in line to the throne. You know, he can be a little more sly and play it fast and loose. But he's basically saying, like, who would want to be king or queen? And I just don't know if that's the look they usually go for
0: who wants to be king or queen we'll tell you who meghan markle
1: <laughs> so can you read this chicken thing though cuz it's my like actual favorite part of the whole thing
0: okay so this is not a hairy quote this is the writer there was no filling the hole left by Diana's death. And this is a grim favorite passage.
1: <laughs> I wasn't talking to be clear at that beginning when I said this was my favorite.
0: There was no filling the hole left by Diana's death, and Harry seemed to be growing up without someone emotionally available he could lean on. Kate has helped fill some of that gap. When she and William got engaged, Harry called her the big sister he never had, he often pops into their apartment at Kensington Palace, where she cooks him a meal. Roast chicken is reportedly a particular favorite. I love this. I mean, this is really good.
1: That, to me, the kind of... the Harry called her the big sister he never had. I already was just you know, putty in their hands. And then he often pops into the apartment where she cooks him a meal, roast chicken being the favorite. Also, who gave that info? Did Harry
0: say that roast chicken thing? I feel like I've read a million people magazine covers where it talks about Kate and William having low-key nights at home and Kate making a really good roast chicken. So So that's
1: her go-to anecdote food, kind of.
0: Right. So while I do appreciate that detail, I wish they would have given us a little something else, like, We've seen the roast chicken. Maybe I'm just getting greedy here. (laughs) Josh, what other details did you want?
1: These quotes are pretty great. And I think that we, you know, they're kind of strange and a little dark. And they kind of imply this uh, introspection on his part that I might not have anticipated. So I appreciate all of that. Uh, I, I agree. I kind of want, I'm always interested with William, with Kate, with Harry to just know more about, I have no sense of what they do on a Sunday, you know, or a Friday night, or we've talked about this, but yeah, they always say in the people articles, you know, they're low key nights in, but I feel like we don't really have a great sense of what they actually get up to. Yeah. I wish we just had more info. I feel like we don't really know much.
0: Did you see that report this morning about Harry considering making an engagement ring out of
1: Diana's bracelet or necklace or something? Right. Yes, I did see that. But according to this article, we're not going to be seeing that (laughs) ring for a long time.
0: One of our listeners pointed out that Megan was sporting a new ring, but it was not on her the right finger for it to be an engagement ring.
1: So on a very different kind of note, but equally as important and meaningful kim kardashian we haven't talked about kim in a while i feel like she's been kind of overshadowed recently which maybe is a different discussion for a different time (laughs) but she and courtney got their children north and penelope puppies uh and they're i can't believe i wrote this and they're small and cute
0: (laughs) (laughs) they're pomeranians they're pomeranians yeah yeah
1: and the I wrote, and they'll probably only make it in the summer, <laughs> if that, before they get handed off to the gardener. Or whatever. St- or whatever. I stand by that. Okay. So Penelope's, which is Courtney's daughter, she her, she named hers immediately Honey, which is a nice, normal name. But North has not named hers yet.
0: And then in parentheses <laughs> on the script, Josh says, if there's anything Kim knows, it's how to build anticipation. <laughs>
1: And if there's also anything else she knows, it's how to use and leverage the internet <laughs> and social media to her advantage. So she put a poll on her Twitter account yesterday. that She I was, was very not going to miss
0: up this opportunity <laughs> for like prime engagement.
1: And you know she has all of these names already ready to go on T-shirts or you know fidget spinners or whatever she's going to sell as soon as the the name is picked. So the four names are that she's deciding between Baby Jesus. <laughs> peachy pop but in parentheses peaches so basically just peaches sushi that's <laughs> a- so ridiculous <laughs> and goldie so first my question is can you guess which one i voted for
0: i know i i voted too i can't believe i voted and right, it,
1: we're, we're gonna guess what the other okay. one voted for this will be a really important this is like honeymoon you know that honeymooners game or whatever they call it oh, if you don't, get West, this, if we don't guess this correctly i'm gonna be really upset with the state of our relationship
0: well, it sure wasn't sushi. You did not vote for that. I'm going to say Peachy Pop. <laughs> what did you vote? I voted for sushi. Really? Well, you gave it such shade when you read it aloud. But I guess so. These are the names that North okay, came up with. These thinking, are the possibilities. My,
1: th- my thinking was that Goldie was not good. Baby Jesus was like a funny, but no. So then, it was between peachy pop and pe and sushi. And you know what threw me off? The peachy pop peaches confusion. Like wow. I felt like it didn't. Peachy pop is kind of funny, <laughs> but then in parentheses she puts peaches, and I didn't love that. And the sushi is kind of weird. I don't know why I picked it.
0: How long did you spend before voting on this? How long did you mull this over?
1: Twenty five. Uh, maybe twenty five minutes. <laughs> kidding 25 seconds you did peachy pop i did peachy pop Woo! gosh i i feel so i don't know why i picked sushi i regret it i don't know kim if you're listening please put, tabulate my vote differently so uh i was kind of surprised Two hundred thousand people have voted <laughs> but <laughs> kind of a lot
0: oh okay so when you voted sushi and baby jesus were neck and neck with 22 percent <laughs> Wait. Okay. So when I did it, P- Peachy Pop had pulled ahead. This was like yeah. No, just Peachy now. Pop
1: has the most. Peaches had twenty eight percent when I did it. So it looks like it's going to be Peachy Pop Peaches. So my question is, what do we? Which name do we officially endorse from In the Limelight?
0: I don't know, Josh. You seem very torn. Do you? Officially- I picked.
1: I picked sushi. You picked Peachy Pop Peaches. I'm just so confused by the whole Peachy Pop thing. Like, what is Peachy Pop referencing? Is that is that something I don't know? Is that like a lollipop flavor? Is that just a fun word stuck together? Peachy well, pop?
0: It's also a kid, a little girl. How old is she? She just celebrated a birthday <laughs> <know>. like these <laughs> I guess
1: this, I'm breaking this down like it's like a Kurt Vonnegut. like no, I know, I know I know. I'm just thrown off somehow by peachy pop. You like to name peaches though. Let's go with peaches well, first, I felt like
0: peachy pop was kind of fun. I love that Kim just utilized this this poll. For this Should we check the,
1: and then I hypothesized here that Kim was trying to steal Beyonce and JP's <laughs> baby naming Thunder with this poll. But don't you feel like it's kind of interesting timing for a name related poll?
0: It is. Do you think that Blue Ivy was invited to North's Moana themed birthday party, which was just over the weekend, I think?
1: Yeah. Wait, tell me more about this Moana party because I feel like I missed it.
0: All I know is it was on the Daily Mail, it was a Moana theme party, like the costumes were on points, uh, Penelope was there, and like Larsa Pippin, her kids oh, were there. Yeah. Is, Scot- that, a, is that a name? What, Larsa Pippin? Larsa Pippin, yeah. So there were like screen grabs of uh, Snapchats of them all dressed up in costume.
1: I feel like they usually do better. Like <laughs> a, Mo- a Moana party's fine, but remember when Kim did the Coachella for North, like kid cella or whatever she oh, called right, it. Oh, right,
0: right. That was, she really went all out. And that was a full
1: out. on, you know, she airlifted in a whole concert hall, uh, I feel like a Moana party is fine, but it feels like, you know, you or me could go to Moana party any weekend if we wanted to. Right. And (laughs) last
0: last year they went to Disney World and Kanye fell asleep during Uh, the children's show. So to
1: me, this wasn't that great.
0: It wasn't that great. Doesn't Kim have a uh, track record of like giving away animals? Did you write a story about this Or someone else No I
1: didn't But yeah I know what you're talking about That she Like they That Kardashian family Just cycles through animals At extremely rapid pace I know I um, feel
0: bad for this dog Like is it better to be Justin Bieber's dog Or is it better to be
1: It's better North's to be, dog It's better to be North's dog Okay <laughs> I can say that with decisiveness <laughs> P- Peachy pop Beware though Like you're in for Kind of a rough go of it <laughs> Let's move on to the potential Moana party guest, though we probably think she wasn't, Blue Ivy. Beyonce, the twins still have not been revealed, though we have some interesting Beyonce news.
0: Very exciting.
1: Direct from our producer, Jordan. Everyone's just trying to figure out what's up with Beyonce. It's the sort of backstory here. We learned from Jordan that her sister recently... So her sister works for a fashion designer. We won't say the name, we're going to keep this sort of blind item-y. I feel very chic doing this. <laughs> and they got a request that Beyonce was interested in an item from the spring 2018 collection of this designer's, uh, you know, stable of clothes. So Jordan's sister actually had to try on this jacket and then they just took a photo of it to send to Beyonce's team or to her people. And the verdict has just come in that... Beyonce wants it
0: Beyonce saw it on Jordan's sister And was like I have to have it Beyonce Beyonce has laid eyes On on
1: Jordan's sister None of us are going to achieve anything close to this feat That Jordan's sister has already achieved Because Beyonce's looked at her. (laughs) She has. And spent spent time... Not only that, Beyonce's looked at Jordan's sister and imagined what it would be like to be her wearing this. Right. And so we... And it's such a reverse. We all look at photos of Beyonce and try to imagine what it would be like to be her. Beyonce did the opposite with Jordan's sister.
0: If someone had come to me and asked me to wear that jacket, I would have, like run home gotten all my makeup like straightened my hair jordan do you know if your sister yeah, did, jordan, any did your hug? sister
1: did your sister do any kind of like freak last minute quick sort of uh i don't even know what you would do if you knew you were about to be photographed to be sent to beyonce we'll find out we'll let you guys know after
0: recording jordan followed up with her sister about prepping for the beyonce photo this is what she had
2: to say I was, like, in the other room, and they called me over, and they're like, hey, Audrey, can you try this jacket on for a quick picture? And I was like, sure, no problem. And, like, stylists will come in all the time, and they'll take photos, like, of the actual, like, pieces without, like, anyone underneath them. But it's, like, it, it was an oversized jacket, so he wanted, like, them to be able to see, like, the dimensions of it. And so I, I throw it on, and I'm standing there, and he's, like, starting to take a couple photos and, like, rotating for him. And then I like asked him, I was like, Oh, like who do you style for? So usually like they style for a couple of people like he was like, Oh he like rattled off to you and he's like, Yeah, this one's for Beyonce, she wants to see this jacket and how it looks on and I was just like, Oh cool like trying to be so casual but dying inside. And so I like I like uh, adjusted my hair a little bit, I'm like, Okay. You can keep going through that they took pictures of like every little inch of this thing, but um, but no, and then afterwards, I took it off, and I like walked to the bathroom and made sure I looked okay, like oh. God. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't able to look look at myself beforehand, and I was like, "Oh shit, so, oh, you obviously did a really good job, yeah, I'm pretty proud of myself. I was felt like so important in that moment, yeah. That's yeah, really important. That's, that's I texted all, all of my friends Thanks. and my whole family. I know I got a text. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> but another point related to this, and Julie, I don't know what you, I don't, are you? I don't know if we're making too much of this or not. Though God knows that's never stopped us before. <laughs> that Beyonce even thinking right now because it's happened recently, right, Jordan? So so the fact that this happened recently means that Beyonce's thinking already about sort of wardrobe in the future, which means she's well past, you know, this sort of pregnancy state.
0: We have heard nothing from her. So any clue to her mental state, I think, is worth dissecting.
1: The idea that she's somewhere in, in and ga- got an email with a JPEG featuring Jordan's sister and said, yes, I'll go. I want this jacket on me. It says something. She's looking forward.
0: She's putting together her post-pregnancy style. And I like Uh, it. TMZ reported this morning that, I guess, Jay, Bay, and Blue Ivy and the twins are now back. They've left the hospital finally. Mm. And they're in a Malibu estate that rents for $400,000 a month. But this is exciting news for me and Josh because Josh is coming out to LA for the 4th of July and we're going to spend the 4th of July in Malibu. So Josh, there's a very good possibility we will be looking up at the same fireworks as Beyonce.
1: I have faith that somehow we're going to have a Beyonce adjacent happening. I don't know what it's going to be, but I just can feel it. Somehow, some way, we're going to figure out what's going on with her.
0: Right. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile,
1: she's about to file a restraining order against me and Julie for next weekend.
0: But it it was an exciting week for the Knowles family, even aside from Beyonce and the twins, because I guess Solange celebrated a birthday. And we love Tina, Tina Knowles, Solange and Bae's mom. And of course, Tina does not really need an excuse to go crazy with her Instagram, but she did anyway. Um, And she posted two different items were they both photos, Josh?
1: Yeah, you don't you don't see my really beautifully rendered <laughs> descriptions. I write here, post oh. one, a random close shot of her face. So the first is just a quote, random close shot of Solange's face. The second is from backstage at SNL uh, the, when, when Solange was on SNL.
0: The first post, she wrote probably like 600 <laughs> words here, just about... And and I just love it because it's all very stream of thought. It's like, happy birthday, my beautiful baby girl. 31 years ago today, you entered this world when you got good and damn ready to come. 10 days late. But I love because she kind of goes on and on. And she says this one sentence that I picked out because it kind of is like a backhanded compliment.
1: You can't wait to hear.
0: I don't know anyone who is who is as headstrong and determined to do it their way. No matter the consequences.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like the <laughs> euphemistic way to say like, yeah, you do your own thing.
0: <laughs> you do not listen.
1: I mean, and also this anecdote at the end is kind of wild, I thought. She's like this is what first of all she's gone on for probably you know like four paragraphs and then she goes there's one story I will tell like okay yeah you've really been holding back <laughs> then it says the assistant principal called me when you were in 6th grade and said you started a petition to discipline a teacher because she continuously allowed a student to harass and disrupt the class and keep the other kids from learning she said you were disruptive and too grown at which i said go solange i was as proud as i could be i told her so you were always light years ahead of your time so she was a, she was she was like you know marching to the beat of her own drummer but that's a kind of powerful anecdote actually
0: it is and then she so did she just do a second post a few hours later
1: Oh, yeah. What do you think of the Mariah reference? I wanted your take on that in the second post. So, so the first post is the one of the quote unquote, random shot of her face. And then it says all this stuff and the anecdote. Then the second one's backstage at SNL in a much shorter caption, but an interesting choice of reference.
0: Happy birthday, my baby girl, Solange Knowles Ferguson. I think she spelled Ferguson wrong, but that doesn't like slow her game. Heart emoji. Now you are 31 and we are going to pick you up again when we see you because in Mariah's voice, you will always be my baby. In this case, our baby. Heart emoji. Josh's critique, great Mariah ref.
1: (laughs) Also though, remember we did a whole breakdown a while ago on that Mariah Beyonce pick, which Mariah carefully you know, photoshopped or whatever. Or, yeah. or, or, or pick the right lighting. But I feel like it's interesting to cite Mariah in your Solange post, no?
0: That is a good call. That is a good call. But I love that Tina, she's a fan.
1: She is a fan.
0: Two Tina notes. Yeah. She just posted yesterday uh at fig and olive for a wonderful lunch with two amazing <laughs> women so she has a she photo. loves
1: posting these amazing women in her life Wait, what did she say about them who are they
0: we closed this place down they had to kick us out if walls could talk heart emoji josh we've been to this restaurant we went there after the fx party
1: Oh, you, we did. Oh, with a if colleague. Of talk.
0: Yes. So, one, that. And also, did you see this that Tina guilt tripped Solange?
1: <laughs> no. When?
0: By commenting. Here, I'm going to find the post. It's so before, good. Before
1: or after her birthday?
0: It was before guilt trip. It was on the cut. It's so good.
1: FYI, Julie is literally Googling <laughs> guilt trip Beyonce, <I> saw Solange <laughs> Tina right now.
0: So on Monday, Solange posted a photo of herself accepting the Artist of the Year Award at the Webby's. Okay. And this is last month. Tina had no idea that Solange was going to the Webby's, let alone going to accept an award. So then Tina comments... <laughs> on solange's photo and again she should she could have like texted called her but she left the super passive aggressive comment in the captions hi baby i know we are all busy but next time let a sister know you are getting an award i miss you congratulations (laughs) and then she commented again what a great honor
1: that's so good she's she just said will say anything i love it
0: oh someone why doesn't she have a talk show i would watch that talk show
1: we're gonna after this we're reaching out to her rep we should come on this podcast i feel like that'd be really fun
0: (laughs) well i told you that i saw her at an airport once right
1: yeah coming back from right
0: right, there was this woman like whizzing around on one of those like knee injury scooters and i was like who is this woman i just uh, it was it was tina
1: Okay, let's <laughs> now check in with. I'm trying. There's no good transition for here. I think.
0: Solange was at Glastonbury.
1: Oh my gosh! There we go. Solange was at Glastonbury. Speaking of other goings on at Glastonbury, Brad Pitt was there. Uh, we just wanted to quickly kind of like note this because it's a strange little gossip item. He was so we saw him hanging out with Bradley Cooper. He photo A Bradley Cooper photo bombed a picture that someone took with Brad. So they were somehow hanging out. And then according to the Sun, so we have to keep that in mind that who knows if this is true or not, but he was seen with Sienna Miller. They were holding hands and stroking each other during a late night party session at Worthy Farm. Which, first of all, like, the kind of explicit stroke, like, holding hands and stroking each other sounds so intense. And then Worthy Farm? Like, what? What, what does that even mean? Is it the name of, like, some cool thing where they actually at a farm that was right. somehow, like, this chic Glastonbury farm? It's just confusing. And then to make it even more confusing, it says in the actual report, the A-listers met up at 3 a.m. on Saturday morning in the festival's exclusive rabbit hole area before retiring to their VIP Winnebago. There's just a lot that's strange about the locales here, and I'm trying to break down where they were. How does the Worthy Farm relate to the Winnebago, relate to Rabbit Hole?
0: Right. And also, wasn't Brad supposed to be sober? Like, did he just bring a whole case of La Croix with him, and he was traveling around the festival with
1: that? Yeah, I guess we we can only imagine how this partying was going down. But... My question for you is, do we believe this? Do we like this?
0: I feel like Sienna Miller is like a good party rebound girl.
1: Girl. But but I
0: don't know if it's good for someone who's on the mend. Not to say that she can't have fun sober because I'm sure she could. But Josh, you saw her at brunch.
1: Yes, I saw her at brunch. She looked resplendent. She radiates effortless cool. I see this being a fun kind of as I noted. I think Bradley Cooper is sort of a mutual friend because he was just in—he's been in a few movies with Sienna Miller, and then he's obviously, I guess, somehow friends with Brad Pitt. They were so, in that
0: terrible movie, Burnt. Did you ever see that? Yes.
1: Um, wait, was that the John Favreau one?
0: It was no. This is a different different kind of forgettable movie about a chef. <laughs>
1: I and Bradley, Bradley
0: Cooper was like the temperamental chef. He was just so passionate.
1: Yeah. I mean, I could see it. I think it seems like it would be fun and they'd have a good time and it might last a few weeks and that's that. Um.
0: <laughs> so you don't see long lasting romance in the stars.
1: But, but as we know, when we talked about Brad Pitt's big GQ style, you know, not being able to leave his home, depression that he was sort of in. I guess I find this maybe a fun sort of you know maybe he needs this kind of Sienna Miller time. Right. Uh, Sienna Miller also just joined Instagram, so she has a full fledged PR. You know, it's all coming together for Sienna.
0: What are what are her Instagram abilities from one to Tina Knowles? How would you rate them?
1: Uh, the last time I looked at her account, I followed and then unfollowed actually. I uh, i'll refollow at some point i have this kind of relationship with celebrity instagrams but she had posted four times one was like some promotional thing one was with cara delavine she she wasn't giving me a lot but i also kind of want to give her the credit of that she's new to the medium you know she's probably figuring out her tone and her voice i think she'll get there
0: tina didn't figure it out overnight she has some time tina did not figure
1: it out overnight Okay, so lastly, Julie, last week we talked about Autumn Phillips, who is our new favorite royal. Uh, we got some great feedback about her. As we all remember, she dared to wear the same colored fascinators, Kate Middleton, and we were both very amused. What did we learn about her?
0: Well, first of all, I want to say thank you to all of the people uh, who reached out to us to kind of explain who Autumn was. Uh, Katie, Dowie runner girl, Steph K 888 aloha mora mm. we really really appreciate and love any feedback we get but i i can't believe i didn't know more about autumn autumn is the wife of peter phillips peter is princess Anne's son peter is william and charles's cousin mm. and he married autumn who's canadian a few years back She's Canadian, and while she was in college, she worked as a bartender slash model slash actress. She has an IMDb page. She had several non-speaking parts in movies and TV shows I have never heard of, one of which was a 1996 movie called Rainbow, starring Dan Aykroyd and Bob Hoskins. It was for kids.
1: So um, she was Meghan markle before Meghan Markle even was around.
0: Right. So compared to Autumn, Meghan Markle is like Julia Roberts. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, oh, my God. The only time that comparison's <laughs> has ever been made.
0: <laughs> but was, OK, so she met Peter. They were at the 2003 Canadian Grand Prix. She was working the event. I guess Peter asked her out and the story goes that she went out with him a few times. She was watching TV two weeks later with her mother when she saw him on TV and realized he was a royal. Which I don't, know, I don't know if I buy that. So
1: she went on dates with him not knowing?
0: Right, she didn't know that he was a royal until...
1: Talk about Julia Roberts, that is a romantic comedy. I kind know, of at
0: least a Lifetime movie. Um, but so... <laughs> Back in 2007, all these UK papers were writing, trying to figure out who this new woman in Peter's life was. was yeah. And my favorite, favorite, favorite report says, it's describing how Autumn came from like a very blue-collar, regular background. It says, the only time, wait, I, I need to get this right because i screen grabbed it and i sent it to josh immediately
1: julie had such a good it was like it was more tenacity than i had doing my thesis in college like well, she I'm, was tearing through and uh she was tearing through autumn phillips facts and it was so good I had And had to- one one was better than the next and which really just shows we can pick them we just had a sense she was a good character
0: her name maiden name was kelly Autumn Kelly. Kelly also told hello that the only time her name appeared in the papers before now was when she was hit in the face by a hockey puck. Wait, what? (laughs) She'd been watching the Canadians play and ended up with 17 stitches over one eye and a concussion. So I just love... Wait,
1: that's your... You love that?
0: (laughs) Well, I just thought it was so funny.
1: Wait, but she had her name in the paper because it was such a bad injury?
0: Right. (laughs) Well, okay. Now you're framing it, but I thought it was funny because she was okay. Now I just seem like a horrible, horrible person.
1: But I—I I no, just- I guess I was just expecting, like, I was expecting her, like. I don't know some sort of clown endeavor. I don't know what.
0: I'm happy she she healed. I just thought it was a very funny anecdote about like the only time she was ever listed in the paper paper. being hit
1: by a hockey puck, and it was like we we know she's fine, so we can laugh.
0: Right. It was all the papers at the time. Whatever they would say about her, like in the last paragraph, they would always like quote back to the Telegraph line saying like the only time she was in the paper before was when she was hit in the face with a hockey puck. Cut to the Telegraph publishes a report a few months later, and they track down one of the friends who was with her when she was hit in the face with the hockey puck.
1: Wait, what? Just to like, what what more is there to say on this?
0: I'll tell you, Josh, Pat Wachowski, one of Kelly's longtime friends who witnessed her being hit with a hockey puck at a Point Claire game in 1992, says Kelly once modeled and was pursuing a career as a management consultant. Then his quote, our little autumn. I think it's great that she's happy. Our little autumn. Like, who knew? One day. Also, there's
1: so much there. The modeling, the management consulting dreams. And then this whole weird quote, our little autumn.
0: I know. So I was like very much rooting for her when I read all this backstory just because I
1: I love it. Yeah.
0: right. She's Canadian. She could, it could be like me or you just like, it's a lifetime movie. All of a sudden you're dating this guy. You didn't realize was a Royal like Mandy Moore will star in this movie one day. Um, but then I read that I guess she and Peter sold their wedding photos, which did, got them a lot of bad press overseas.
1: Interesting. Yeah. I feel like Megan is going to ha- like Megan has been given this story as like a case study. You know, I, I mean, there's just a lot of interesting parallels. Of course, it's like, the you, as you point out, the proto uh version but still
0: do you think at any point harry has reached out to autumn to like get her feedback get like another canadian actress's feedback
1: (laughs) like like sending her megan's reel or something but thank you guys so much for sending we love getting all this info we got about autumn we're very intrigued uh but if you have any other info on autumn let us know we want to hear everything and anything about her uh and her hockey incident if you were there at the game in 19 the ill-fated game of 1992 if you've acted with her on set i don't know what else is there to say about her but we'd love to hear it
0: also her uh daughter's names are isla and savannah which do not read very (laughs) royal to me
1: you know like the queen is like (laughs) the queen saw the names it was like i'm not even trying i'm calling them one and two Well, I think that does it for this week's episode. We got through a lot of different wild tour through the world. We started with the Royals and ended with the Royals, which is how all good things should be packaged. <laughs> so that does it for this week's In the Limelight. Thank you so much for listening. Please remember to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us to find new listeners, and we appreciate it.
0: Also, feel free to reach out to us on Twitter at In the Limelight. You can also follow us individually. I'm at Julie W. Miller.
1: Uh, And mine is Jay Duboff. We also have an Instagram handle, which is in the limelight pod. Uh, This episode was produced by Jordan Bell and edited by Efim Shapiro. Thanks to Andy Bowers at Panoply. And thanks so much for joining us. We will talk to you next week. Until then, as Megan would say, no bad energy.